Oh, shucks, it's a pleasure to have you here today. We are the slightly irregular... Welcome to Tad Strange, we're a Gravity Falls podcast. <laughs> Where we go through every single episode of Gravity Falls and dig out the super awesome stuff, laugh at the funny jokes, and talk about the existential crises that the episodes put us through. Today we're looking at season one, episode numero eight, seven, Ooh, eight, eight. Um, Irrational Treasure. Super fun episode. I like it. Crazy characters. Um, but before I say my own opinions like I just did, what are your opinions, fellow old timey people? Well, I'd tell you, but I don't rightly know your name yet. Well, my name is Joe, and chicka, chicka. here today with me chicka. is oh. Trey Vore, a.k.a. Oxville Mage. Hey, I, I have red sugar sticks. And Matameo? Matameo. The, the Matameo one. Cinco de Mayo was the other day. You yeah, can't be Matto de Mayo. Matto de Mayo? <laughs> Matt of May. Actually, Mal cousin of, of Joe DeMeo, the, the baseball player. Joey DeMeo, I miss that guy. I haven't seen yeah, him in yeah, a while. Man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, so what do you guys think of this uh, episode, of this show uh, that man. we watched and decided to talk about? It's, um, it's the greatest. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see... You did the oh man, oh man, and it, that could have gone either way. Yeah, you see that? Glad it went I was trying to psych everybody out because I'm normally really negative, but this week mm-hmm. I'm not right now. Mm, last week you were pretty positive too. Okay, I listen, to I gotta keep them on their toes. Mm, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so I also very much enjoyed this episode. This this gets an A from me, honestly. Man, I maybe I didn't super analyze it as much. But maybe that's because I was just enjoying it because mm. it, it, this was a super nice one to relax, enjoy, be like, oh, Gravity Falls is great. That's what I thought about yeah. it. Yeah, it was super good. Yeah, so far, Trevor, I think this ranks like, like right behind Headhunters for me. I'm in the same spot. Yeah. yeah. I also put a pen in my mouth for some reason, but <laughs> you were too hungry. You need some red sugar sticks up in there. It's mm. very much like. Headhunters for me because it like kind of like you said you were too busy enjoying the episode because it just kept pushing the story forward. It didn't feel like um, a story coming from a specific idea. It didn't feel like it was built from we need a beginning, middle, and end. It felt like things just sort of happened and they were they worked. And I'm totally willing to believe that there is some like crazy magic in the world that makes silliness like actually have luck. Oh my um, gosh, I, I'm. I'm totally willing to believe that in Gravity Falls. That's an actual thing. I'm I'm kind of convinced that Reddit was right about like charisma luck build bards oh. after watching this episode. <laughs> oh. Cause I feel like this is just lucky rolls constantly. Yeah. 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 Man. Yeah, I agree with that. Honestly. Um yeah, at 100%, I, I would agree with Joe. It 100% just feels like the story is straight into it, whereas we had episodes before where you kind, you kind of felt like the first five, six minutes, nothing was really happening, and there kind of mm-hmm. had to be a force start, like mm-hmm. a, a serious... Yeah. Like, you, did, you weren't just able to get a little spark, and then the fire started and the story started going. It was like, okay, it's been five minutes, pour some gasoline on this sucker and light it up. So, but yep. this time it felt like a natural growing fire of a story. What was the, um, was it the party episode? The one where we talked about them not really having a separate introduction, but they kind of just jump into the episode. Yeah, I think I, so. I think Double Dipper was, um. Joey was like, I hate this. And we were talking about how there's no, because normally there's like a cutaway in the beginning with something totally different yeah. happened. Kind of what Je- Matt just said. Well, but we, mm-hmm. we had talked about how much we didn't like that. But this episode does the same thing, mm. but it doesn't, right? Mm, that's a good way to like, put it. Although, there's really, finish your thing. Yeah, yeah there's no, because they're not in a different place going, let's go do this. And then it's just somewhere else. And here's the conundrum. They're literally starting at Pioneer Day. That's true. You know what I mean? Yep. But then again, Pioneer Day isn't the main conundrum. 
where um, True. like Dipper's relationship to Wendy was the main conundrum and it happened right at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And we were kind of shown it like right there or like in uh, Headhunters, the like juicy drinking contest I think they were having at the beginning, like wasn't the main uh, plot of the story. It just kind of happened and then it progressed. And even like the wax figures being uh, there and Stan like redoing the wax museum wasn't even the main thing. The main thing is the wax figures are actually alive and this whole murder mystery thing, which doesn't Mm -hmm. even show up until like halfway through the episode. So Mm -hmm. in this, it has Pioneer Day and then it progresses further and you have this thing where Mabel feels bad. um, And then you have uh, the, the one thing... Uh, it does feel a little bit forced, but just barely um, is when Dipper's like, I think I read something about her great, great, great grandfather in this journal. So the journal felt like a plot device in this. But other than that, um, I think it was really well done. But we actually got to see the journal again. That's like, true. The last, time we, like, pulls it out. the last time we saw it was like little Gideon. Oh my goodness. You're right. It's been like four episodes. Wow. And little Gideon's in this episode. Yeah. The mind blow it up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but, but before we get too far, we I suppose we should go over the summary. A good old of... fashioned old timey oh. summary. It's not old timey. I oh. totally led you on for about four seconds oh. there. Can we can oh, we, man, you have me can so we happy. make a cut right here and then edit in a whole bunch of old timey piano? You know what? Let's yeah, talk about oh, yeah. yeah. Listeners I, pretend I, I'm playing old timey piano yeah, right now. Plink a plink a plink, etc. Yeah, like et some, some rag type. I'll either edit it in or leave you looking like fools. And Joey's oh. dancing to it. Yes, that's, that's your guy. visual. We're we're in a tavern thingy. Oh. I'm playing some ragtime. Joey's dancing to ragtime, and Matt's gonna tell you a story. Yeah, ragtime story. Yeah. That's not story music, but whatever. No, so. not at all. It's very loud and very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> Just like us. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's perfect. Okay, so it is Pioneer Day in the wonderful town of Gravity Falls, this celebration of the 1863 founding of Gravity Falls, uh, which, of course, Stan Pines hates, and, of course, Pacifica Northwest hijacks to be all about her, um, being the great-great-granddaughter of the founder, Nathaniel Northwest. While Pacifica is doing her whole hijack the event routine, she makes fun of Mabel and tells her that she can't be a part of it because she is too silly, not serious enough to participate. A little bit later in the episode, as Joe just said, Dipper mentions that he has heard of Nathaniel Northwest opening his book to find a clue that the true founder may not actually be Nathaniel Northwest. Mabel takes this as an opportunity to prove her seriousness, as she says, nothing is more serious than a conspiracy, and puts on her serious face, and it's fantastic. Now, Sheriff Blubbs and Deputy Durland are eavesdropping on Dipper and Mabel and make a call to a shadowy figure in a control room, informing them of what the mystery twins are up to. So the twins go to the library, finding their second clue as Mabel makes a hat out of the paper Dipper was trying to decode by burning it. So (laughs) she saves the day by finding the actual map by folding it into a hat. And it points them to the Gravity Falls Museum of History. Once in the museum, they find the piece of art that the next clue is, And Mabel says, stupid art, flips upside down on the bench and sees that, oh, look, it's the next clue. It's a picture of a statue in the cemetery. So the twins go off to the cemetery and are trying to figure out what's going on. And the statue is pointing in one direction with its index finger extended. And Mabel, being herself, hooks her nose on the finger and says, look, it's picking my nose setting off a trap door, which opens to a vault full of national secrets. However, Sheriff Blubbs and Deputy Darland have followed Mabel's trail of butterscotch wrappers and take them and all their secrets back to Washington. The Mystery Twins, now packed in a box on a train with the true founder of Gravity Falls, 
President Sir Lord Quentin Tremblay III Esquire, who has been preserved in peanut brittle, but erased from history due to his silliness. They awaken Quentin Tremblay from his animated suspension? Suspended animation. There it is. And make their escape, completely thanks to the silliness of Quentin Tremblay and Mabel. They make it back to Gravity Falls, and after Pacifica again dismisses Mabel as silly and a sad girl, as Mabel tries to explain what just happened that day. Dipper can't stand it. He hands Pacifica the proof that she is not a descendant of the founder, but instead a descendant of a local waste-shoveling nobody. And it's Pioneer Day. And it's Pioneer Day. So, I think... Pacifica is honestly a, a big driving force in this episode, and this is the first time that we get to uh, see her being slightly more than just a jerk. Um, before she was an entitled jerk, and now she's an entitled jerk with a jerky family and a jerky hold over the town. She also has a jerky so, factory. That's what her jerky hold is. Oh my goodness! That's she where also her jerky has a dog. That does not look like a happy dog at all. Oh, that that's one of my gosh. It makes you just great at how she is. They take a picture um, near the beginning of the episode. They gather for a picture on Pioneer Day, her, her family. First of all, the dog is just completely it looks dead like it's not acting dog like <laughs> at all. And so they take the picture and Pacifico goes, we're perfect. And it's oh, it's like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No me gusta lo. I like her. Well, I hate her more in this episode, but for different reasons. She seems a more complex character. I think because honestly, we get to see her not like being completely perfect with the small things, like with that dog. And then with at the end, um, when Dipper like hands her the information and then she like freaks out. Um, that I think makes a much more interesting character than the bratty, bratty girl who's always bratty and is bratty and gets what she wants because she's bratty. Um, it's, it's a much more interesting thing and it's much better world building, honestly, setting up the Northwest as kind of the top of this power triangle, maybe at least socially. Um, it, it's much more interesting character than, she was previously. So I think I like Pacifica more in this episode. One other thing about Pacifica though, is that I don't like, um, the fact that Mabel is back to like being self-conscious again, Mm. or just being self-conscious after double dipper, where she's like, I don't care about anything. I'm going to dance and I'm going to pwn this fool. She's now not confident in approaching Pacifica. That's true. She, she also like, actually, doesn't have her people with her. Yeah. If it's, Oh my gosh, if Grenda and Candy had showed up in this episode. It's also uh, something that she's been hit with before. And I actually like that because Pacifica found a weakness in her and exploited it. Hmm. Because you know what I mean? The whole I'm too silly thing has come up before. Like other people have told her that. So now it's a, it's a self-conscious okay. thing that rattles around in her mind and that Pacifica caught onto it and then hits it. She like struck a vein with Mabel. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay. So she that makes sense. She's not defending anybody now. You know what I mean? She has nobody else to stand up for. Okay. So Pacifica got her alone, hit a vein, and actually bothered her. So I actually really like that she pointed that out about her and that Mabel takes it to heart because like, you know, it, it happens all the time. Like you could be with a whole group of friends and somebody could be like, hey, you smell like cheese and licorice. And you'd be like, ha licorice, cheese. But then like you're alone and you're like, all I do is eat cheese and licorice. Whatever will I do? <laughs> <laughs> what am I? I've become yeah, the monster they all said I was. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, so uh, in Double Dipper, she didn't really call out Mabel for her silliness. She called her, her out for being weird, which is a much more general term. It, I mean, it definitely applied to Candy and, and Grenda and a whole bunch of other people. Even uh, you could argue Dipper is weird. Zeus, definitely. Um, but in this episode, she's a lot more specific in 
you're silly, not serious enough to be a part of the Gravity Falls celebration with her nacho earrings and dog playing basketball sweater, which was mm. her favorite before Pacifica ruined it for her. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a kind of sad line. I, I would rock that sweater. That sweater is so fly. If I had one, I'd wear it every frigging day. She doesn't have to be afraid of that. That made me so angry. I was like, that sweater is so cool. <laughs> made me so upset. Oh, you know what man. I said? How emotionally like upset I was at that scene. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And she takes it off and she wraps it around herself so nobody can see it. I'm like, ooh, mm. ooh, child. I used to mm-hmm. be there, child. Don't do that. Don't do that. I used to live my life yeah. like that. No, the, that was a good... Sweater. I really right? like that scene right there. <laughs> scene, scene, Trevor. Good yeah. scene. Oh, scene. scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I actually. It was also a good sweater. That's... Like joking aside, I actually emotionally felt for Mabel when she took yes. her sweater off. Yes. And like wrapped it around herself because it's something she likes, something she pointed out, something that she enjoys, something that when somebody else said that's dumb, she got rid of, mm. and that actually mm. hurt me inside. I was like, man. You need to go listen to some stick to your guns and punch something because oh my gosh, that's what it's all about. Mm. Truth. Wait, does that mean that this podcast is sponsored by Stick to Your Guns? And red this podcast sugar is sponsored sticks. by yes, and red sugar sticks, fat free red oh, sugar by sticks. Ye, ye old, ye old, fat free sugar sticks. <laughs> buy them now at a place near you before yeah. they get even older. Yeah, before the turn of the century, because that's when they went away. <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not sure whatever can we just uh, talk about pioneer day for a second before we like dive yes, more into like the cool sad stuff can. pioneer day is awesome that one dude marries <laughs> a woodpecker like what the heck was that that was so cool <laughs> oh it's still legal what is that? Yeah, that was that was a little creepy i like what was so creepy when we are when, not flying south for the winter when they get in the <laughs> argument later in the episode yeah that's fantastic this is our home they I knew you would say it, that um, they talk about it later because a woodpecker pecks on the box yes, yes. is oh that my, my third yeah, wife he goes, is that my ex-wife um the things he did as president well oh my gosh pioneer day we should stick yeah, to pioneer yeah, let's, day let's stick on, um yeah. But, oh, I want to jump into Quentin Trembley. But I One love of, right at the beginning where Stan is just, uh, like, they pull up. It's like, wait, what is it? What? Not today! Not today! <laughs> They're and circling the wagons. Pull out of there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Which, that, like, the term circle the wagons was a defensive position to hold yep, against enemies. Yep. You put them around you. So they yeah. <laughs> trench him in the wagon so he can't leave. I thought that was so funny. Oh, so he has to be a part of it. I like yeah. when um his car gets stuck. Oh my gosh. And Steve the mechanic pokes it with a crowbar and goes, What's what is this? this sort of But he's holding like a crowbar. Box. Like why the heck does he have that? And he's like, Steve, you're a mechanic. And he's like poking the crow in the car, like, what is this device? Oh my gosh. I was like, <laughs> like That was pretty great. And then well this- and then Blubs and um Deputy Durlin yes. show up. Are but we they, gonna have they to don't, intervene? Yeah, they don't have their um I think uh Sheriff Blubs wears a coonskin cap and Deputy Durlin has something mm-hmm. else and his bell, naturally. Mm-hmm. Um but they don't have those in this scene. He's like, Oh, it's the constables. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Put me in ye old stocks? And then boom. <laughs> he's in ye old stocks for the rest of the episode. Yeah. What is wait the rest of the he, episode? What does he oh. say to um oh what's his name? The reporter. Oh my gosh. Oh, I will break you, right. little man. He like <laughs> yells it at it. The the one liners in this episode are so they're amazing, good, they're amazing, like so good. So and, and the humor of, is incredibly the... random, and I love it. But random in a way that fits the story, which is completely different. Like you had random humor all the way back in Gobble Wonker, but yeah. In this one, the random humor like fits into the story. It's not like a we're gonna have a joke thing and just put them in at random parts <laughs> and people will laugh um this like the one-liners just the random stuff it's so stupid and i love it 
yeah, I uh, love stupid probably humor. the best we example about it oh go ahead matt probably the best example is is the woodpecker yeah like oh you can marry woodpeckers in gravity falls that's so dumb and then the woodpecker ends up being the one who uh helps rescues them es- them escape yep. from the box that's true i i can think of one better and that's <clears throat> Looks like we're going to have to break it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And so here's your Pioneer Day day pass and two balloons, red and blue. We're in. He's so stupid. My, so that's actually stupid. that. That's my favorite joke in the entire episode. It's just so good. It's so dumb. Another, we see the, I don't think we saw him before. The USA guy. We saw him before, but I yes. don't think he cried about oh my goodness. USA. Oh, yes. Like, USA. USA. <laughs> like, that's the guy He's that cries boy. to, um, proud to be an American song. We've talked about before <laughs> yeah, how it yeah. feels like they've written jokes and then found places to put them into the show and they feel mm-hmm. like they don't fit. I feel like with this episode when they were storyboarding, they were just like, what can we do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this feels like an episode where they're working through the storyboard and like, hey, this would be funny. Hey, this would be funny. Instead of taking an already like composed yeah. joke and trying to put it yep. somewhere. Mm, it I almost totally feels agree. like different writings at part, like a different story writing you know what i mean yeah, I like I'm, I'm wondering how many or if there was a change in um in the the writers of the show or if they just got better because honestly there's significant difference these episodes this one headhunters um the next one that we're going to be watching which is time 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 travelers pig it feels almost like an improv session like this one um it's introduced as like okay the the pines are at uh pioneer day um and then they're like, okay, what would happen at Pioneer Day? You get uh, Stan. Stan gets in trouble with the cops. Um, and yep. we'll bring back uh, Pacifica would probably be there because she's like uppity. Um, and let's introduce her family. And okay, so she let. Uh, yeah, of course, she had like an old founder. And so she has this proud history that she likes to brag to everyone about. So it, it feels like natural progression, almost as if they sat down with the concept to start the episode but not necessarily the one to finish it. Yeah, like they started, hey, it's Pioneer Day. What would happen in Gravity Falls with the Mystery Twins on Pioneer Day? And just the went from there. The thing that feels like they came into it before that is the whole silly president like idea. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they have this, well, Mabel, you're silly. And at the end, what's the like, what was the strongest and best thing? True. Being silly. You know what True. I mean? It's like that's your overarching theme, though, is being yourself is better than being anyone else. Because only yourself can, like, do the things you need to do. Like, Dipper couldn't solve the mystery. Mabel could, mm-hmm. because Mabel was the silly one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, One thing I smiled at, but didn't laugh at, was um, Grunkle Stan continuing to be in the stocks. <laughs> it was funny when he got slammed in. But even even the first time with when little Gideon was there, I didn't I didn't even chuckle. I just kind of smiled, which yeah. I didn't enjoy that humor as much as there's the other one parts. part of the stocks I thought was actually funny because the whole stocks thing is like, OK, haha, his nobody likes him and he doesn't want to be here. So they're forcing <laughs> him to be stuck here so we he can't run away. The only part of that I find funny is when they let him out of the stocks, he says to Dipper and Mabel, yeah, Seuss came by and talked to me for an hour. Yes. That is great. And Mabel says, you had such a hard day. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was like the best part of it. Okay, yeah, I'll give an exception for that. That I laughed at. The one thing I do like about it is that throughout this episode, as much as we get character development about Mabel and a, a, an idea about being yourself and that being silly is okay. We also get so much development in the B plot of Stan because, and it's kind of driven home and it's not particularly funny. Usually the B plot we switch to for hilarity. Yeah. Like uh, when he's watching ye old television, but <laughs> in this one we get over and over and over Stan is going to try to be the funny guy no matter what. 
He's going to speak his mind no matter what. Even when he's like completely at the mercy of other people, he's going to continue to make quips and like make funny and stick to his guns no matter what. He is as stubborn as anything. So we do get to see that. And it's not as funny, but I think it does a good job of showing Stan's character more. Another going off that another decent part in the stocks is when they're like sign this say my family is the best family and he writes you stink yes. and he goes I okay. did that with yes. my mouth I did that with my mouth <laughs> so yes. good but that we're seeing I think what I like about that is the contrast between the the Pines twins and Grunkle Stan is that hmm. they're essentially the same person and it ties them together as a family their family isn't it's not that they're stubborn. It's mm-hmm. that they are genuinely themselves and no one's going to let them be anything else. Mm. They can't force as much as the town tries to force Grunkle Stan to be one of them. He refuses to because he <laughs> yeah. he's his own individual. Same thing with yeah. Mabel. Like, yeah, the your silly thing got to her head, but she fought through that. And that's what she needed to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We see it in the last episode. Uh, Pacifica tries to be like, oh, hey, like. You're a loser. And she's like, I don't care. I'm a loser. That's who I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the same thing Grunkle Stan would have said. It's the same thing Dipper mm-hmm. would say when, like, somebody tries to tell him he's somebody else. He'd be like, I don't care. I'm Dipper Pines. Who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I like, I really like seeing that the whole Grunkle Stan is himself, no matter how they put him through something, in the same way that Dipper and Mabel are themselves, no matter what situation they're put into. Mm. nobody goes belly up in their family essentially so it was cool because you get to see them all having that one similar trait together hmm. yeah that's 100 percent true so they get into it and they start investigating the mystery and if we blubs the local police are working with the feds yeah like that was that seemed a little bit out of character, but actually really liked it, I think, um, for the bigger picture thing. Because, spoiler alert, they do end up coming back. Um, dun, dun, so, for dun. whatever reason, they're, they have the local police like on their payroll. And in this particular town, at least. Um, and have this whole cover-up going on. But So, I do like that. But then we get into it, and we get... Oh, as much again as this episode is about Mabel being silly, this mm-hmm. is also an episode about the sheriff and the deputy having, yes. having crazy adventures. Um, so it starts off like he, um, the sheriff's up on stage and he's like, "Happy Pioneer Day, everyone!" And then deputy comes up like, "Woo!" Ringing his bell, <laughs> yes. but he doesn't say like, "Woo, Pioneer Day." He says, "Woo, I got a bell." Yep. And then going up, an mm-hmm. old lady gets her purse stolen. Yes, and she's like, "Help, yes. help!" And he just keeps ringing the <laughs> and bell. They stare at him for a couple seconds. Yep. They go, "Wow!" And Blub says, "He loves he that really bell." Loves that bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, and then they get into the library. Um, we're on the lookout for two kids who might be reading. <laughs> 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 so stupid. Um, and I'm sorry, but we're all out of pink balloons. Why did we even come? <laughs> yes. Like they are just stupid oh, throughout the episode. All of their humor is just stupid humor, and I love it. This this episode doubles down on that type of humor. So I think if you're not into that, this might be like one of your least favorite episodes because every single joke is like dumb. Um and just Reflecting on the craziness of this town and the people within it. Mm-hmm. And and even um, when Dipper mentions to Mabel that they should be careful about the two cops who are following them, Mabel says, yeah, they were in the library, but I don't think the one with the bell can read. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, and you also have McGucket in the library um saying oh like my gosh. in the old times uh, people used to sit around the fire and uh get nourishment from the stories they told so come on kids eat a book come on <laughs> eat the books and you just, <laughs> just chew it on it you have all of the like 
silliest characters in this episode. And I think it's 100% on purpose. You have the sheriff and the deputy. You have um, Mabel herself. And then you have uh, Sir Quentin Tremblay third Esquire. Mm-hmm. And like everything is just silly and insane. Um, and it's amazing. And I love it. I, I think this is a really good Gravity Falls episode because of that craziness. Yeah. It really pushes like what Gravity Falls is, like pushes the, mm-hmm. the envelope on its on its comedy. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. It doubles down on it and it makes me feel okay with it. Yeah. But it's not the same kind of stupid comedy that we saw in like Dipper versus Manliness. Yes. Where every joke had to be about masculinity. Yes. Like it's stupid as in it's stupid funny because it's just random in there. It's not what you yep. expect. It's not just dumb jokes about being a man. Mm. Yeah. Dipper versus manliness, I think, um, confined its humor too much. Mm-hmm. It had this concept that was way too narrow. But with this, it's as broad as like be silly. So they were like, What's the silliest characters we've had so far? The the sheriff and the cop who like broke into someone's house and just like wrecked their stuff. Oh my gosh, uh, shouting like, right. This is a raid and then like didn't even arrest anyone and like go around, take time out of their schedule to like patronize local kids who are trying to solve mi- like that. That episode set up their characters so well, and we get to see them again in here. Um, Mm -hmm. But we do, and then at the end they go off to a a vacation to um, vacation uh, to to the uh, water slide park, Grand Lakes, Lakes, Michigan. Yeah, that's right. Where do you always want to go? One, two, two uh, Willie Waters fun slides in Grand Lakes, Grand Lakes Michigan Lakes or something Michigan. like that. Yeah. I also like how they're like, you were never not president. You have to listen to him now. <laughs> like, that's how the chain of command of police works. Also, some other guy's been like inaugurated president. Like, he's the president now. <laughs> you don't just get reverse president roles because you actually didn't die. Well, not, like, technically, the uh, Chamber of Secrets reveals a different uh history of the united states oh, than the one that you true. know do we want to do we want to so, jump into that i have the full thing right here oh my gosh i, I um, screenshot and everything so this is yeah. great and this is um i think maybe the first time that we've gotten to see writers like putting their own comedy um fourth wall breaking into like the episode and they start doing this a whole bunch more but the the like secret top secret uh First of all, at the top, it says, like, Northwest cover-up. <clears throat> but then it says, let it here be record." Should, should I do the voice? Should I yeah, do, the voice? Voice. do the voice. It's, it's, it was a joke, because they did that joke in the... That was a good joke in the episode, too. Oh, that's Anyways. right! Yeah. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> wow. Let it here be recorded. Nathaniel Northwest, famous in his native Gravity Falls for... Oh, for... Standing in the park and hitting himself with a large boating oar until he blacked out was chosen to become the Patsy Mayor of Gravity Falls. Northwest spoke in a series of grunts and screams and often yelled his trademark phrase, I'm going to eat this entire oak tree because I'm a powerful wizard. (laughs) The fabled founder of Gravity Falls was in fact a fraud. His last moments on Earth were spent choking on a giant piece of bark attempting to live out his his beautiful dream. He was hated by everyone that ever knew him. He will not be missed. Other hidden historical truths include Thomas Jefferson was actually just two kids in an overcoat standing on each other's shoulders. The current and forever president of the United States is actually Santa Claus. Under the reign of Mr. Claus, America is not a democracy, but a jollyocracy. The statues of Mount Rushmore are actually gigantic president-faced robots that will be called into action when America needs them the most. An enormous, evil, time-devouring baby from another dimension is frozen in an Antarctic glacier. Fortunately, glaciers never melt, so we should be fine. Oh. Writing jokes for cartoons is more important than sleep. If you recite the Pledge of Allegiance backwards, you'll gain secret wizard powers. This one's true, kids. Try it at home. You know, I bet that Nathaniel Northwest tried that. And that's why he thought he had wizard powers to be able to eat an entire oak tree. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if he did. I mean, they're all connected that, here. Oh, my god! Wizards normally do go mad. So. Mm. Also, another thing they say is... Um, ben Franklin secretly was a woman, which going back to before when they were forging in like the first or second, oh my episode, second episode, Legend of the Gobblewonker, where they said, uh, that looks like a woman. 
turns out it was supposed to look like a woman because Ben Franklin secretly was a woman. I didn't even <laughs> think Falls of that. Cannon. Yeah, that cut scene when they're for wow. Yep. Wow. That's real yeah. nice there. That's real nice. So shall we jump into eighth and a half president of oh the United States, Sir Quentin first, wanna... Tremblay the third Esquire? Yeah. So let's start off with the like video that introduces him. Um, so he says, like, this is a secret. If you're watching this, and you're one of like 12 people that are able to do this. I myself will be shot after the recording of this video. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Oh, well, that's a relief. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That is that's I think the darkest humor that we get in this episode. It's um, amazing, though. And then, yeah, I will disagree, but I will do so with my favorite oh. joke. So you'll have to wait about 10 minutes. Oh, I got to rack my brain. So (laughs) they keep going and they talk about how he, um, I forget the order, but he appointed like four babies to the Supreme Court. Um, He waged five babies. Sorry, He waged a war on pancakes. He uh, issued the Depancipation Proclamation. Yes. And in a speech he gave, he said, the only thing we have to fear is giant man-eating spiders. Um, and was he wrong? He won. Um, n- yes. <laughs> so, darn it, he, here comes the anxiety again. Oh, no. He discovered Gravity Falls by plumbing it into it on high, high speeds on a horse off a cliff. I mean, like, oh, Gravity Falls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's punny. And... Also, he won the presidential election in a literal landslide, which killed everyone else there. Uh, and so he got to be president. Was that your dark humor? No, 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 no. Different one. Yeah, okay. I have a completely different then one. We'll wait. Um, so that's his introduction. Uh, he got replaced with William oh, Henry Harrison. There we go. Thank you. In actual history promptly died after taking office from a terrible cold from giving his inauguration address in January in a terrible gross storm and he what was it like 13 days in in office he died or yeah, something, something like, like that. oh my gosh yep but yes he was replaced by William Henry Harrison in the history books <laughs> um can we can we talk about okay so we went over the president part of his name can we talk about the sir part of his name that means at some point he was knighted <laughs> by the Queen of England. <laughs> okay, yeah. I would love to know, like, the headcanon of the creators on this topic. Who, how, what was he knighted for? <laughs> Esquire, like a title you have to be given as well. Yeah, I was trying to rack my brain on what Esquire means. I probably should have just looked it up, but I would just would have gotten like the web <laughs> magazine. But um, it's a lawyer's surname. He went so to he's law a lawyer school. too. Okay. So he went to law school, got knighted by the queen. Wait, I a young nobleman who is training for knighthood acted as an attendant <laughs> to a knight, an officer in service of the king or a nobleman, oh. a landed proprietor or a choir squire. Oh my gosh. A title he, appended to a lawyer's surname. Oh my goodness. So Esquire, yeah, so he's, he's you could say like, like Esquire means... I'm a notary or I'm a lawyer, but I like to think that yeah. he's actually a knight. Oh my goodness. I think he thinks he's a knight. He's basically Don Quixote to like <laughs> the Don Quixote of America. He's the Don Quixote. Oh my goodness. Of the Northwest United Take States. Take that Cervantes. <laughs> oh my uh, Our gosh. jokes have class. If you like classy jokes and red sugar sticks, <laughs> <laughs> come on down to ye old Bob's. Discount furniture. Discount we don't have furniture. Of nope. Discount. Calling you out, Bob. Furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo. Um, so let me see. They keep going. Um, they run away and then get no, they just get instantly captured. And then they're on the train. Yep. That's how it goes. So then you get to see the, the deputy and the sheriff. You missed once you missed again. a spot. He I was encased in peanut That's brittle. True. Because he it thought had... he could live forever, because of its preservative properties, life sustaining properties. Dipper goes, "Is this amber?" And yeah, and he's like, "No." Fool thought he could live forever by encasing himself in a block of solid peanut brittle. 
A smooth move, Mr. President. Oh my gosh. So so when Dipper and <laughs> Mabel are stuck in the crate with him, Mabel gets, you know, really disappointed that everything was her fault, is what she basically says, and takes a mm-hmm. chunk of the peanut brittle to eat, and then the whole thing falls apart. And bada bing bada bang. We get to meet Quentin Tremblay. to break peanut brittle? I don't think mm. it would break off a block like that. No, no you would need like so. a hammer and chisel to break him out of there. Yeah, Even like the right. fl- really again, flat pieces. Then again, she is a charismatic luck bard. That's true. Mm. That's true. So they, they're in the crate and then they decide to escape. And they say like, we, we'll need the silliest plan ever in yes. order to get this to work. And... Dipper's like, I know someone who can help. So Mabel, like, says, oh, there's a hole. We shall jump through it. <laughs> and they try to jump through. It's the size of a finger. finger. Woodpecker shows up and says, uh, it's like, oh, is that my third wife, Sandy? And then the whole crate falls apart. Because the woodpecker pecked says, it out or pecked the nails loose or well, something. we didn't fit through the hole. Let's rebuild the crate and try again. <laughs> Can we talk oh, about how much oh. effort they were putting into getting their finger through? They're like, ah, oh, we're almost there. Trust the silliness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Ooh. So then they escape. They go up onto the roof. Um, and <laughs> Well, before uh, they go up onto the roof, yeah, uh, yeah. Quentin is trying to use his... Oh, that's right. He, he tries, tries to use his presence key to get out of the box, first of all. America. But there's no door <laughs> on the crate because it's a crate not a oh my gosh and then when they're about to, to go out the emergency exit. He, yeah he tries to use oh it on the emergency gosh. exit and dipper goes and dipper give just says this. give me that and pulls the <laughs> emergency exit open oh, oh my gosh oh. wow but yes they get up so, on top of the train they get up on the roof after um deputy and uh and the uh sheriff talk about how they've got spooky ghost stories and Stuff to make friendship bracelets. Oh my gosh. Um, they escape onto the roof and they chase them. And it's like, oh, oh, uh, I got to take a knee. Oh, you're all right. Uh, can I get you anything? And then what does he say? He's like, uh, you, uh, uh, does he say a diamond in the rough? I, I think that's when he sends, but says, you're I think a that's... diamond in the rough. He doesn't say <laughs> it like that because he's no, he Sheriff doesn't. Blubs. Not yes, I don't know, whatever voice I did there. I don't know what voice that was. That was strange. Um, and so then, would you then say it was like uh, it was a task? Oh no! I did Ooh. it this time. It was a Yay. tad strange. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Joey sounds like I don't really sound disappointed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So they're uh, like, sorry, but our orders come from the very top. And then Dipper says, like, did you ever stop being president? And he says, nope, I ate a salamander and jumped out the window. (laughs) So nuts. Absolutely nuts. Which is so confusing because didn't they kick him out? Like, how did he do? Like, what is the order here? He apparently just ate a salamander and jumped out the window. He never never signed himself out of office. You ever try to Um, hold a salamander? (laughs) <laughs> that's difficult first of all oh my gosh have you ever tried to find so, a salamander mm, takes luck to do that them, i used to find them all the time at my house maybe you're a luck bard Whoa. i'm a salamander bard mm. i did it i never ate one Good though job. and and a podcast yeah. <laughs> it's i'm free the curse is lifted <laughs> oh my gosh we finally did it boys so they make it back to the town um or they're they like stop they don't even stop at a station they kind of just stop in the middle of like the woods and then say goodbye to the sheriff and the deputy as they like pull off so i don't know how they make it back to the town but they don't show them like being at a train nonetheless they (laughs) make it back to the town and uh mabel goes over to tell pacifica like ha i'm i figured out a conspiracy who's silly now um as she's going over, though, like they're they're doing the uh, <laughs> maypole. I was, I, yeah, I was and, gonna mention oh this. And one of the girls trips slightly, and so Pacific is just standing there, like leaning up against the wall, and she's like, "Kick her off the team." And <laughs> two of her like grunts go out. out. To, oh my gosh! <laughs> so they finally get to her, and um, 
So, like, I uncovered a secret conspiracy about the eighth and a half president of the United States. Um, and it, she's like, he's over there. And then Quentin is fighting with a bald eagle, <laughs> saying, put up your dukes, you bald feet. <laughs> and just going across. Um, and then that's when Pacifica says, like, you're really just a sad girl. Hmm. And then one of, like... Uh, uh, Dipper's like, aren't you going to tell her about all this stuff? And she's like, nah, that's okay. Um, what does she say? Because Dipper's response oh. is pretty great, but I forget what she said. I do not. I think we've I all learned know. a valuable lesson today or something like that. I don't know. But then he says, well, I haven't learned anything. That's right. <laughs> and goes up and is like, your entire family is a lie. Um, and then she pulls off. He's like, man. Revenge is underrated. Yeah. That felt awesome. Oh my gosh. I love Gravity Falls because it teaches you a lesson about being yourself and then teaches you a lesson that revenge is sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Get revenge. It feels good. <laughs> and then Quentin Tremblay gives, makes her a official congresswoman, which is not. No, no. A- power he, of the president he makes her a congressman yes yeah which gives her a hat I, yeah what is what is she what does she say i'm gonna make everything legal yes legalize <laughs> everything legalize everything oh Ooh. gracious and which is interesting given her own personal history with um uh uh you know Vision inducing uh, oh, no. sprinkles or whatever that is. Maybe she just wants to re-legalize that. Maybe that's her true oh, quest. Oh my gosh. Um but she becomes a congressman and then Dipper gets the president's key and a negative twelve dollar bill. This um, is worthless. If you actually, ever if you ever need less. me, you can find <laughs> right here. If you ever need me, you can find me right here on the back of this negative twelve dollar bill. Wow, this is worthless. Less than worthless, my boy. <laughs> Trembly away! He jumps and backwards. He jumps back onto a horse. Onto a horse and rides off into the sunset. Possibly the best character exit in any anything. Mm. Best anime exits ever. This is top of the <laughs> list. Top, <laughs> top, top, top 10, ten anime, anime exits. Oh my gosh. Oh man. And then, of course, Dipper uses the president's key to unlock yep. uh, Grunkle Stan from ye old stocks. And let's see if we can go back and forth. Mabel says, uh, and I'm a congressman. I was hoping I don't you would know, do the Nope, nope, I got nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. Pardon me? You are officially pardoned. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> stupid humor. It's oh, so I missed that. Oh, wow. I love it. But by the way, anytime I say stupid, like, uh, no, no, not it's dumb. anytime you I, say I'm not stupid. Saying that I don't like it. Anytime you say yeah. stupid, stupid jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, I, I don't mean that they're like bad or lazy jokes either. They're just hilarious <laughs> and random in. Not in the sense of like the story, but in the sense of the greater world that like we humans live in. They're they're strange jokes. Just just a tad strange. Oh though. no, you did it too. So speaking of jokes. That's oh speak oh, oh is it time for <clears throat> Favorite jokes. jokes. Favorite jokes. It's Johnson the and Johnson jokes. ad. Will oh, favorite sorry. Joe I, I thought it was a different time. <laughs> no. Favorite no. jokes. We're saying random things. I, I think Joe's saying that it's favorite jokes joke. time. I think we lost Joe again. Yeah. He got lost in his song. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. There you go. Well, I, my, my favorite joke was already said. The we have to break in. Oh, yes. Your founder, Dave Passes. <laughs> we're in. Dun, dun, dun. I just love how serious he looks afterwards. So, so serious. My favorite is I had one and then it kind of became a chain. Because first chain, of all, chain, it's the chain. title, how it's making fun of National Treasure. 
and mm-hmm. and like also the concept of silliness i i feel like if this were turned into a live action movie nick cage would play quentin tremblay <laughs> <laughs> because oh he would he, like let's be real so when uh the twins get to the museum and Mabel's like, what are we here for to steal this, uh, to steal Thomas Jefferson's rib cage. (laughs) What I first thought of is Thomas Jefferson is a signer of the declaration. We're going to steal the declaration of independence. That's the first thing I thought of. And then here's where it gets dark. Thomas Jefferson was actually two children on top of each other in a trench coat. So whose rib cage was that? Oh, that's my favorite joke. Oh, <laughs> podcast wow. over. I don't want to record anymore. I'm done. Wow. I'm that hurt. Oh, my oh. goodness. Yeah, that's my favorite joke. Oh, man. Your, your turn, Joe. I'm going to go um, play Sudoku after this. <laughs> what? I don't know what that means, uh, but commit, I commit think... Sudoku. That's what the Japanese do when they're upset. Oh, oh, oh. is that oh, another one of the go. top ten anime exits? Uh, yeah, it, it top is ten the... anime oh, no. betrayals. Oh no! I wanted to play Sudoku and ended up committing seppuku. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because <laughs> of a typo. Um, oh. So I, oh, I really like the we're gonna have to break in. It's like the we're best joke ever. Joke. I also like. Um, like right at the beginning, nacho earrings. I'm hilarious. That's debatable. Just the way that they deliver those lines is amazing. Mm. How um, did those nachos it, stick to her ears? I'm glad you asked. It was confirmed in a 2013 Comic-Con that it stuck to her ears because of extremely sticky nacho cheese. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. I was wow. trying to figure out how I was wow. going to fit that into so the... Happy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. I, I think someone asked, like, how do those nachos stick to her ears? So it's like, oh, the really sticky cheese. <laughs> so that's canon. Just awesome. as an FYI. So, I don't know. Two of us didn't even, like, give ratings. Um, but what is this episode to you? Oh, this episode's a straight up A in my book. This is choice episodage. Like, if I was showing people this show, pilot, headhunters, this choice mm. this is this is such a crunchy episode this episode is so creamy mm. i want to just i want to take this episode wrap mix it up some beef in, in a tortilla there, yeah and just make it into a burrito and just eat it just be like mm, you little crunchy creamy a burrito wow that's, a, that's <laughs> something there <laughs> <laughs> oh my so I think this burrito is <laughs> a taco supreme. Wait, Whoa. no, it's a taco. Oh. My burrito oh. was just a taco supreme the whole time. That was number Best two on the anime I'm betrayal tired. list. Oh my! Yeah. God. <laughs> when the burrito is actually a taco. taco supreme. Like, what do you do? You have a burrito and you bite into it. And you're like, wait a second, you unwrap it. It's the taco this supreme isn't the burrito in a burrito <laughs> shell. Oh no! Oh my gosh! So. Um, I think a minus. It's a really good episode. Yeah. Um, I think this is, um, like, yeah, this is a solid, solid a minus for me. Um, I don't want to give it an A just because I think there's better episodes. Um, or I think there could be better episodes. I think Headhunters is a step above this, but Headhunters isn't quite a perfect episode. So with like I'm waiting for the A plus episode. I, for me, Headhunters, I think is an A. Or did you destroy Headhunters for me? No, that was a different no. episode, right? No. I, I, okay. I like just want to make sure. I think Different okay. versus Manliness was the one we like. Oh, that's there right. You go. Ripped to shreds. Yep. yep. And so then we ripped to shreds double dippers. And I think anything that just has dipper in it, we've kind of just one of us has hated it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's just dipper by himself, we're like, this is stupid. Mm, Dipper kind of needs Mabel, someone else, Mabel Seuss. At, at least, and sometimes Waddles, yeah, Seuss or Ooh, Wendy Waddles. or Waddles. Ooh, tune in. Actually, next. he does have an episode with Waddles. Mm, tune Waddles in next summer. Does. Oh, what? Does. It's not a full episode, but it's it's a short, and it's incredible. Um, which we'll get to. I'm super excited um, to watch all the shorts that happen in like the 
two year break between seasons. Oh, that's true. Speaking yeah, of shorts. Great. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shorts, I mysteriously cannot find any of mine since I've moved. I stole them all and burned I them. Oh. I'm going to have to wear pants all summer. <laughs> mm. Or you, them you could burritos? follow Quentin Tremblay's The Third Proclamation, his oh, deep pantsification proclamation. <laughs> oh, <my> gosh. <laughs> no, don't. He's standing up. No, he's taking off his belt. No. Um, 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 cut, cut podcast. Cut. <sighs> Well, on, on that In note, service to our president. But what you can do is go and find us on all those social networks. Because we're Tad Strange Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on something else. Maybe I think it's just those two. Um, and yeah, if you enjoy this, Nick or Tad Strange like us, like the podcast, if that's a thing. I don't think that's a thing. But go to iTunes and rate us um, you could like the Stitcher podcast and, awesome and smash that heart. subscribe button it's super cool to see people like actually listening to this podcast it's amazing it's incredible you are amazing you are incredible and we love you so much uh, so you. uh we'd love to see you back here next week don't um, wear pants next so time <laughs> don't you dare decree of our lord and president no no our esquire and president Oh. oh, I see what you did there. 